Hello friends, welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Larson, and we are on episode two of our Advent series about who Jesus is. And we're studying this because as it's Christmas time and there's lots of conversation with family and friends and co-workers, it's important for us to know what we believe and why we believe it, especially as we're celebrating the birth of Jesus himself. And we're basing this series off of an argument that C.S. Lewis has in his book, Mere Christianity, where he says that Jesus was either a liar for saying he was a man who was also God, he was a lunatic for actually believing that, he was a legend that was just passed down, or he is Lord and someday every knee will bow to him. We also threw in that Jesus is not Santa Claus because it's the Christmas season and a lot of people associate similar characteristics of Santa and Jesus. So we hit that last week, the non-L, and now we're diving into the L's starting with liar. Is Jesus a liar? So a lot of people think that Jesus is a liar because for four reasons. One, he was a man who claimed to be God. How can someone be a human and also be God? That just doesn't make sense. You know, he claimed to be born of a virgin and of the Holy Spirit, and he was walking this earth, but he said he was God's son. How how is that possible? So that's the first reason. Second reason is that he claimed to fulfill scripture, as if there were these things that were said and that he was coming to fulfill them and do what the words had said in the past. No one can really predict the future though, right? Like how could he do that? How could he say that he's doing all these things that have been said in the past? Does that make sense? Three, he was a man who claimed to die on the cross and raise again. Isn't that just crazy to die on the cross and raise again to take away the sins of the people? Like, is he for real? And four, that he claims that he's coming back. If this guy really was real and he claimed all these things and he claims that he's coming back, what's he waiting on? It's been like 2,000 years, right? I can see where people could see this if that's all they see. So we're going to dive in and answer these four things. So we know Jesus is not a liar because he's actually truth. In John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So not only is he not a liar, he is the truth. So we're going to hit number one. He came as 100% God and 100% human. He was fully God and fully man. How does this make sense? Honestly, it does not. I found some scripture that that covers these, but my brain has a really hard time wrapping around this concept, to be perfectly honest. In my head, I was trying to think about how I know some people who have different um, cultural backgrounds and different heritage, and instead of saying like, oh, I'm 50% Mexican and 50% Canadian, they would say that they're like Mexican and Canadian because both of them are integral parts of themselves, but that doesn't really describe it either. I think more so it makes sense to say like how when you become a Christian, it's not like you're 50% a Christian and 50% a human. You are fully committed to following Jesus and you are still a human being who walks this earth and lives and breathes. So that's kind of how I wrap my head around it. That's definitely not the full picture. 
But we know that Jesus clothed himself in humanity and yet did not cease to be God. In Colossians 2.9, it says, For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in John 1, um, verses 1 through 2 say, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And this is talking about Jesus, the Word. And then down in verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And verse Tim, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. And that's why Jesus came as God and man, was to mediate between us and God. Like he, That's why he's both. And also in Philippians 2, verses 6 through 8, it says, talking about Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." So he was still nature of God and nature of man. Okay, and two, he did fulfill scripture. The Old Testament is packed full of these prophecies. It's those books that sometimes get glossed over. There are sections of prophecy about Jesus in Isaiah, in Daniel, in pretty much any of the Old Testament books. There's prophecies. Usually there's prophecies about... Israel then, like if they were in exile or about things that they needed um, to repent from and turn to God or whatever it was, like God just talking about his love for them. So there were prophecies about then and there. There are prophecies about Jesus coming. And then there were prophecies about like the end times, which we'll get to as well a little bit. So the prophecies about Jesus, he fulfilled like big things, like being born of a virgin healing people. No one ever did that. So that's kind of a a big deal. Also taking his sins upon himself, that's a huge deal. But also small details in the prophecies, like riding a donkey. So he fulfilled all these scriptures, and there's actually like crazy stats on the fact that he fulfilled even one of these things, but he fulfilled all the things that were said about him before he was even on this earth, born as a baby human. And a couple of references we'll make from what Jesus said. In Matthew 5, 17, he says, Do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And then in Luke 4, we get this scene where he's in Nazareth, um, and he goes on the Sabbath to the synagogue, and he stands up to read, and he opens the the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, and so he's reading this prophecy, and um, unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, "'The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free.'" to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So he came 
as fully God, fully man, and actually fulfilled scripture. Okay, and three, he did die on a cross to take away our sins, to take that place for us, and he rose to life again, which is honestly mind-blowing and, again, hard to wrap your head around. He is currently at God's right hand of the throne in heaven, and he's interceding on our behalf. Like, he's not just, like, chilling up there, waiting to like he is coming back but he's up there interceding for us that's what he's doing at God's right hand in Romans 8 34 it says who then is the one who condemns no one Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us and in Mark 16 19 this is after he had died he had risen again He was chatting it up with the disciples, and it says, After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. And in Luke 22, verse 69, this is before he was crucified. He was talking to the authorities, and he said, But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. So he already knew that before it was happening. Again, fulfilling the word that he said. He always does what he says he's going to do. We see it over and over again. Okay, and four, he is coming back. It's been 2,000 years, but if he fulfilled all of that scripture and if he did all these crazy things like being born of a virgin, dying on the cross, raising back from the dead, fulfilling scripture like crazy, why would he not continue to do that? If he is the source of truth, why would he all of a sudden stop being the source of truth? That's just he wouldn't do that. We can trust what he has said because he is faithful to his word and we can hold on to the promise that he will return. In Revelation 1 verse 7, it says, look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. And Matthew 24, that whole chapter is about the end time. So if you're like wanting to know more about that, it's kind of giving signs of like, okay, Jesus is probably coming back soon as all of these things are happening. But verses 30 through 31 say, then will appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. And again, we know we can trust this because in Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. He's not going to fail us. And one of my favorite verses about God is in Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not human that he should lie not a human being, that he should change his mind. This is talking about God the Father, by the way. We just talked about how Jesus was fully God, fully man, is fully God, fully man. God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? So Jesus is not only not a liar, he is the opposite of a liar. He not only speaks truth, he is the truth. He is the source of all truth. He speaks truth because nothing but truth can come from him. If you hear contradicting statements from Jesus and other sources, the other sources will always be wrong because Jesus will always be right. He will always be the truth. Other things can sound like the truth because here's the thing. The devil 
who is the father of lies, likes to twist the truth just slightly so that it looks slightly true. He doesn't come at you with a straight out lie. That'd be easy to detect. He takes the truth and just twists it a little bit. He's not that creative. He just takes what God made and twists it. When he came to Eve in the garden, he did not tell Eve to outright disobey God. He just took what God said and twisted it a little bit, added a question mark, made it sound appealing, kind of similar to what God said, but not actually what God said. And then she went against what God had said. That's why we have to be super vigilant to study the truth. People who look for counterfeit money don't study counterfeit money. They study the real deal so that when the counterfeit money comes along, it's blatantly obvious that it's not real. Know the truth. Know the word. He will never lead you down the wrong path or lie to you. If you are already a believer and you've given your life to Jesus, it's important that you continue to read his word and to be speaking to him. He is our daily bread, not only to encourage us, but also so that one, we can know what truth is. We can know the difference between right and wrong because we're speaking with him who is the measure of truth. And also so that when we speak, we are speaking truth and we are speaking kindness and we are speaking with compassion because that is what is going to flow out of us because it's what came inside us. What goes in your heart and your mind is what will flow out of your mouth. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's important for us to continue to be renewing our mind with the truth because there's all these other voices that are trying to get at us and it's easy for that to seep in and to allow the counterfeit to become truth instead of the real truth. So be vigilant in studying the word and speaking to him who is the word and is the truth. And if you're listening today and you're not a believer and you're not sure if Jesus really is the truth, I encourage you to ask questions and dive deeper. Look into it for yourself. It's good to find resources, but really go to the source. Open a Bible for yourself. Look at BibleGateway.com. This isn't something to just gloss over. This is something that's important to your soul. This is something that is important for eternity. So it's important for you to know what you believe and why you believe it. If you have questions, feel free to ask me. Send me a message on social media. I would be happy to talk with you. I'm not an expert. I love studying God's word, but I'm happy to have a conversation with you if you want to know more or even if you disagree. But it's something definitely worth looking into because Jesus did all these amazing things, but most of all, he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. That's what I think is the most unbelievable thing. He did all these amazing things like fulfilling scripture and dying on the cross, take away our sins. That is incredible, unbelievable. But the fact that he did all those things, he's the king of heaven and earth, and he wants to know me, that's crazy. But he does. He loves you and wants to know you. He already knows you, but he wants you to open your heart to him. He wants you to speak to him, ask him questions. He wants you to accept the love that he gives and to love him in return. So I encourage you to dive deeper. Again, please feel free to send me a message if you have questions or want to know more. So thank you for joining us for the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast, episode two of the Advent series. This is the first L of the four L's. Next week, we'll be talking about 
if Jesus is a lunatic. Because if he said all these things and wasn't lying, then maybe he was just crazy, right? So stay tuned for next week's episode and for the following episodes about him being a legend or him being Lord. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to check in with us on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. On Facebook, you can join our Facebook group. Also, appreciate you sharing, leaving reviews, rating, sharing with your friends, and just let us know how God is speaking to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you.